Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. How was it? Was it a little frosty, a little chilly in that house? Ah, uh, yes. It was uh, extremely, it got to a point where it was very unlivable. Um, and I had to make the decision to break the lease on my part and move out because I just, I couldn't take it anymore. This is the pleader, Amy. She says the defendant is her ex of five years and he refuses to reimburse her for half of the utility bills from the house they once shared. Bottom line, it's time for him to grow up and pay her the $842.10 she's owed. This is the defendant, Timothy. He says the plaintiff is a woman scorned and is just mad he broke up with her. She knows he doesn't owe her money for these utility bills, and soon the judge will know it, too. He's accused of turning off an ex. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Amy, you and Mr. Timothy dated for how long? Uh, almost six years. Okay. And were you living together? Uh, we did the last year of our relationship, yes. All right. At some point during that last year, you guys end up no longer really being an item, correct? Correct. What happened? What was the reason for the breakup? Um, he had an issue with my relationship with my two older children and ex-husband. Um, I have a really good relationship with my ex-husband and we co-parent and he didn't like it and had a problem with it. So it caused tension in the relationship. And I had gotten to a point I had enough. Um, the breaking point was in the November for Thanksgiving, when uh, I had Thanksgiving at my ex-husband's with my kids and other people were there and Timothy was invited, but it was a whole issue. And um, he was invited or he wasn't invited. He was invited. Okay. All right, so I'm trying to envision, I'm trying to picture what it's like you're living in this apartment with him, and is the lease under both of your names? Yes, the lease was in both our names, and it was a house. And how were you splitting the bills, 50-50? Yes. Okay. At some point, you move out of the bedroom you're sharing with him and into another bedroom, is that correct? Correct. When did you do that? In November, the day after Thanksgiving. And then you continue to live there because you guys are in the middle of a lease, correct? How was it? Was it a little frosty, a little chilly in that house? Uh, yes, it was uh, extremely, 
it got to a point where it was very unlivable. Um, and I had to make the decision to break the lease on my part and move out okay. because I just, I couldn't take it anymore. Plus I had my younger daughter who was eight at the time living with us and I, I couldn't have her in that situation. Were you guys fighting in front of her? There was one incident where um, he insisted on wanting to argue with me in the kitchen and she was in the bedroom going to bed and he just was loud and saying things and she came out and got very, very upset and was crying and it was a whole situation and he, the next day I wake up and he had a letter on the counter apologizing to her. So, and that was honestly my breaking point because I was like, I can't do this. I can't affect my child. Okay, can I ask you, uh, other, other than that day where there was screaming, on the other days, what was there? Was, it, was, was there no talking? You could, neither of you talk to each other or how, how was the situation? We barely talked. Um, he stayed upstairs for the most part. I was downstairs. Um, if we happened to cross paths because he was leaving or I was coming, um, we didn't really say much. Um, Okay, so in March at some point, Mr. Timothy leaves on a trip, and what do you do? You move out. You clear out your stuff and your daughter, and you move and go to live where? Um, actually, I didn't know that, you know, what his schedule was, if he was, you know, out of town or whatever. Um, I had made the decision after that incident with my daughter um, that I needed to get out because I couldn't expose her to any more hostile situations. Okay, that's um, fine, but you did it while he was out of town. You didn't tell him you were doing it. You, you, t Mr. Timothy, why don't I give you the floor a moment? How was it that she ended up leaving? I went to California with my grandson for a weekend, came back. The house was completely dark. All utilities were off and all her stuff and some of my stuff was gone. And did, had she texted you? Did she tell you? No, she never texted me. There was no forewarning when the utilities were going to be off or anything. I asked the landlord if she had communicated it's in text format, and it's downloaded, and the judge has it, so shake your head all you want. Um, I am the judge. I contacted... Oh, who are you talking... Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't talk to her. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, on March 4th, the landlord contacted me and asked why Amy hadn't paid her share of the rent, like I was to know. The landlord was aware that we were going through this issue because we have had group texts with the landlord regarding what was going on. Right. You had had group texts with the landlord where you were making the landlord into like, you know, Dr. Phil. I mean, you were including him in your arguments. There's texts, you know, uh, about well, wanting space where you were in. I need space for my stocking. And then next thing you know, the landlord's getting brought into it. It was kind of weird. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm like, they're grown adults. More than just that. Yeah, you're right. No, we're yeah, I know. I mean, you know, wouldn't it have been a better idea once the breakup happened for you to find a roommate and for you two to discuss how she was going to move out or for you to move out or for both of you to talk to the landlord and ask them to see if they could rent it out? I mean, rather than just think you're going to live together for another six, seven months like this? Originally, they were trying to communicate that with the landlord to get either one of us out or both of us out without it affecting our credit or future rentals. And the landlord wouldn't cooperate? At first, the landlord was like, sure, you can find someone to be a roommate. But then I guess she just had enough. So she said no. I don't know. All right. So you both end up breaking the lease, really, because you leave. And you lived there for how long, Mr. Timothy? I left after an eviction notice was put on the door. 
That's when I. When allowed. was the eviction notice put the on the lease. door? No, um, I, I, I mean that. Not, I mean you didn't stay there though. You didn't stay there and pay the entire rent for the rest of the lease, right? No, I wasn't allowed from to. From the landlord's perspective. Want. Right, okay. Correct. Right, no, I get it. I'm just saying, from the landlord's perspective, that, that means you as a couple broke the lease. But in any event, so you get an eviction notice when? What day? I don't remember the exact date, but it was roughly seven was it in ten March? days after. Correct, it was in March. Rent was due, okay. Now, Ms. Amy, I'm trying to understand why everything wasn't resolved back then. You have a lawsuit today, and your lawsuit is entirely about utilities that, according to you, you say he owes you. Talk to me about that. Yes. Um, this was an ongoing issue from the moment I moved out of the bedroom. Um, he, it was a constant argument every month. I would leave copies of the bills on the counter, on the kitchen counter. Um, he would then write all over it, you know, nasty notes or just asking for more information about the bill. So then I would give him more of what he wanted. And I kept telling him, if you don't pay, I'm not paying and it will be turned off because if I pay the utility, what guarantee do I have that he's going to pay his fair share? And then he's basically living in a house free utilities. Okay. Here's, here's one. This appears to be a single space typed note that you left him explaining the situation with the utilities, because I guess he was fighting paying for them. And then he exactly. writes on him, you're a liar who cheats. pay for them. Okay, can I ask you a question? Is this your handwriting? I can't see it, but yes, I did write on there. I didn't read the whole thing. Oh, I know you didn't, because you wrote real big, not red. And then you wrote, you're a liar and a cheat, and your words mean nothing. Proof, Amy, proof. What is that about? Why are you so angry with her? If you look at the utilities, just about every one of them has passed due that say that she paid them, but she paid them after the due date. And then you would have like, for instance, the water bill or the trash bill it was supposed to be a quarterly bill, but we're getting three consecutive bills for uh, over a hundred dollars. Why? Okay. Let's see. Okay. Here is a gas bill. In the February bill, there is a late pay charge. Of course, you did not pay your part of the December bill, right? So that would explain the late no, pay charge. No, I most charge certainly did you, pay my you, part of December's bill. I sent you proof of that payment. Did he, according to you, Ms. Amy, did he pay his part of the December bill? Uh, no, he did not. When did you pay her for the gas in December? December 26th. Okay, and how much did you pay? Half, forty seventy. Okay, and are you seeing uh, Ms. Amy that he paid you $40.70? Yes, and this was part of the issue every time he'd pay me, you know, in December, but he failed to look at the bill because that forty seventy was for service period October 30th through December 3rd. <laughs> okay, well, no, that would and make this sense. Was part of that's inaccurate. This is, that's inaccurate. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm seeing a bill in December. It's dated, mailed on December 5th, and it's past due after December. Are you looking at the bill, Mr. Timothy? It's past due after no. December 26th. You, well, look at it. You end up paying exactly half of this bill. So what you paid in December is the bill that got mailed on December 5th, which is for usage from the month before. You get it? Okay, then look it's in fine. the file. This bill is paid. This bill is it's paid. Now we go to the next bill. 
It is fine. You're just not getting it. The next bill, disconnection notice. This is mailed on January 7th. You didn't pay the 8140 until there's a little notation here, which I take it was written by you. Is that correct, Amy? That says 11020 that you paid it. Right. Correct. But then that's why there's a late fee. So we're arguing about $4.27 in a late fee that he doesn't want to pay because he paid you his half on December 26th, which, by the wow. way, as I showed you on the bill, is it Mr. Timothy, are you listening? Are you going to give me a chance to are speak? You paid it on the, gonna... Are you going to listen, though? You paid it on December 26th, which is the day that it was past due already. That's when you paid your half of the bill. And I had actually taken the late fee out when I told him his half. I said, I'll pay the late fee. Can I ask you something? When you end up moving out in March, I see uh -huh. a series of texts between the two of you where he's insisting on paying the utilities he owes. And you're saying, forget it, I don't want anything. And I don't pay her anything, exactly. Right. What was that about, Ms. Amy? It, it wasn't the utilities, it was the deposit, because I had um, told the landlord, since I'm breaking the lease and uh, moving out, that I forfeit my deposit. Well, to my surprise, she ended up texting us saying she's giving us our deposit back. And I said, well, I don't want it. I already considered it a loss. Just give it all to Timothy. And so she did. And he ended up walking away with an extra $1,300 of what I, you know, after she did the deductions. Like, uh, Mr. Timothy, you had you had each split the deposit, correct? Like each of you put up correct. 25, whatever? Well, according All to right. Amy on her text, March 30th, return the deposit to Timothy's name only as he paid it and the funds came from his account. So is she lying then or is she lying now? I stipulate that we both paid our share. Right. So you both paid your share. So she said that to the landlord because if she didn't, the landlord wouldn't write the check directly to you. And because she exactly. was moving I didn't out want the check and breaching directly to me. I never asked for that. I didn't ask for the okay. deposit check to come to just me. No, she Can did. I speak? That's a volunteer on her part, not my part. Okay. So that means you ended up with an extra $1,300 because of course she didn't pay March. So part of that went to pay March. So can I just ask you then why, if in the text you actually say that you d insist on paying the utilities, will you not pay the utilities now? I never received the last month's bills. She says she sent me or served me with the demand payment. She never did. Prove it. Show me how you sent me this. I've not received anything. You can't pay I something when somebody doesn't tell you you owe it from... But what are you talking about? I just read the big typed note uh -huh. that she had left for you explaining absolutely every single thing. That wasn't And you wrote all over bill. it, cheater and a liar, and I'm not reading it. That's it doesn't sound like she's bill. a jilted woman. It sounds like oh you're jilted. God. That's not I mean, you bill. seem really That's angry. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about... I know about it's not. I, have, I can't see all the bills at once, my dear. I have to see them one by one. Tell me about the cable discussion you guys kept having over and over and over. Shed some light on that, Mr. Timothy. Up until the time she moved out of the room, we had a cable receiver in our shared bedroom. We broke up on the day after Thanksgiving, basically Thanksgiving. That whole story she told was a lie to begin with. But let's, whatever. What's the truth about that? It's actually been going on for the last couple of years. She wants to spend the holidays with her ex-in-law, her ex-mother-in-law, and her ex-husband. I wasn't invited. She's going. Matter of fact, technically, according to the story she told me, she was being paid to cook for her in-laws. 
Now, if you're trying to forge a life with a new partner, why are you going to your ex's house to cook dinner? Her excuse will be to spend time with my kids. Well, you have your own home to spend time with your kids on the holidays. Her kids now are like 20 and 19 or 21 and 19. They're not little eight-year-olds. Her then eight-year-old she's referencing is from another man. So... Why am okay. I being left on holidays if we're supposed to be having a life together? Of course I'm going to be angry, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I, and I might <laughs> even be angry that she's spending it over there, except for that I understand the value of co-parenting and, and the memories that you are making for a child okay. who is 19 and 20. You think that there's no value to that, but I, as, are you a parent? Yeah, I am a parent. See, I couldn't spend time on the holidays with my kids. She expected me to go to her in-laws. That's your choice. Okay. Oh, so yeah, she did that's why you. I broke up. With she her. did invite you then. No. Right, but she, she did, did invite, invite you then. You. She expected you to go. You just said she expected you, know you to go to your just into her in-laws her with her. Favor, like you're going to, and let's be done with this. You ask right, me a question. I'll tell you, you what, Mr. Let me finish. You have a lot of anger issues, and I can no, my only anger imagine is, what it was you're like. Going back to turn him off. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. He's just a woman hater who thinks that all women are just gonna just cut him off. I've had enough of him. That's right. In some ways, this whole Zoom thing is really good because we can turn the audio off and then I don't have to hear this kind of disrespect. It's exceedingly simple. Here is him saying, what do I owe for utilities? It still needs to be, to be paid and I'm paying for it. I'm not going to feel like a horrible person because I expect something to be laid back and you nor anyone else will say I didn't pay my share. This is March 31st when you've already moved out. So it's very clear that... At that point, he owes you money. And he knows he owes you money, or he wouldn't have done that. And all of a sudden now, he's arguing about how much money it is and saying things like, oh, there's past due from other houses and things, ridiculous things like that, when right here he's saying, I don't even know what I owe. You tell me what I owe. I've been through the bills. I understand that when you pay a bill on December 26th, you're paying November's bill that got mailed on December 5th. I am not confused. I also know that there is none so blind as he who will not see. And if when you explain everything, chapter, line, and verse, what he does is write all over your explanation, single space, saying, not read, you're a cheater and a liar, then he is not trying to understand the bill situation. Okay? It is very obvious to me that he owes you the utilities. I would like to ask you a few questions about something that I'm going to show right now because this is one of my favorite things all day. <laughs> what on earth are you doing in his room? Oh, <laughs> oh that's terrible. <laughs> um, it is terrible, isn't something? it? You go into the room and you just peek. Why did you go in? <laughs> I went in because he had something that we both had paid for, and I was looking and what for is that? it. And I knew he had it. Um, it was a liquid. It was a liquid. Um, a liquid what? For um, a vape. His weed. Okay. <laughs> no, not a weed. Vape? No, no, no. I promise it wasn't weed. Okay. What was it? it? No, it was liquid because we made our own juice for the vape. It was a strawberry pineapple smoothie. Oh, for um, a vape. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so, so here um, you are. But why are you peeking? Yeah. Did you realize he probably had a camera on you? Oh, I knew he did. So what are you doing right here? Like right now? What is it you're doing right now in this video? Like, why are you looking I was just, around? 
I was just looking because right next to the bed there where I stopped is a dresser where he usually. Well, what are you doing in this closet? What are you doing in his closet? I was looking for the juice. Okay. And he probably he probably didn't show this to the end, but at the end I saw the camera and I, you know, childishly gave him the finger. So <laughs> I knew he had the camera. Oh, I wish he had showed. I wish he had <laughs> shown that. I don't think he did. This is you know, this is reminding me of the Grinch who stole Christmas. Like you're just tiptoeing <laughs> inside to turn. I mean, what do you think the camera's gonna do while you're doing that? It's gonna catch you doing that. So it's just really funny yeah. to me. I don't know why you just keep poking your head in and looking. Did you think the camera was gonna announce itself? It's like the weirdest thing. Yeah. All right. You probably shouldn't have been doing any of that, frankly. No. Right. I've been through the utilities. It was how many months of not paying the utilities? I guess since the first bills started to come in in December covering the November bills, uh, covering the November usages, right? And that's why we're talking yeah. about December because those are the payments that are made in December they're covering the month before. All right, I'm finding in your favor in the amount of $842.10. Thank you. So the plaintiff has prevailed. She gets exactly what she was seeking, and the defendant is going to find out the hard way when he gets the, uh, the judgment. Uh, you're getting the $842. Obviously, this is all over between the two of you, and I would imagine you're very glad of it. Am I right? Yes, very glad. Have you learned anything from this experience? Uh, yes, I have learned a lot. Um, I definitely will not be rushing to move in with anybody and um, will have bills put in both names. I mean, yeah, it, it was it was pretty uh, crazy at the end. So I, I've definitely learned my lesson from it for sure. Well, good for you. Congratulations, <laughs> indeed. Thank you. All right, Harvey. Doug, we've talked about this before. I want to do it again. When you're in a relationship and you move in with somebody, you got to set the financial ground rules. And you got to put it in writing. I know that sounds uncomfortable, but you know what is more uncomfortable than putting it in writing? Ending up in court with your ex. Hey, Judge Marilyn, do you pack for John? Thanks, from Kelly. Ah, oh, jeez. I used to. At the beginning, um... I don't know why. Why would I have ever done that ever, even 30 years ago? Uh, but know. I did um, like to be helpful or to make sure. I, I don't to even. To be controlling. That's probably. <laughs> no, you're right. That probably is right. Like, I, you know, who knows? But I, I quickly stopped that once we had kids and I, I had right. to pack for other people. And um, our packing style is wildly different. Oh, you think? Very different. You think? Yeah. If you open my suitcase next to your suitcase, my suitcase, stuff's just kind of chucked in there, right? Kind of haphazardly and usually not enough stuff. Yeah, that's and the key, is not enough stuff. Your suitcase, it's like, it's nerd city. It's like, oh, everything's labeled, everything's covered in a, in a you know, a hairbrush cozy. That's and, not but, true. And you've got backups <laughs> for everything. If this could break, you're gonna have something else. There's an I'm umbrella. I'm prepared, I'm There's prepared. a backup oh, umbrella. Oh wait, you're gonna make fun of me about the umbrella? You, you're, well, you're like caught unprepared all the time. When have I ever forgot something really important? Underwear? Well, you can get underwear in every major American right, city. Right, and we do. We have to right. stop and get underwear in every major city. That's exactly what we but end up doing. I never feel like an important event. I never forgot something really. Your tie for the first Emmys? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, the tie. Yeah, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. Right. <laughs> we were about to walk for the first time in my life the red carpet. Right. And you realize you have no tie. That's like which, 20 years ago. Nobody right. remembers that anymore. No, no, I remember it. <laughs> yeah, it was a nightmare. Yeah. I gotta admit, I was sweating a little, walking up and down Hollywood Boulevard trying to find a bow tie. Yeah, that didn't a black happen. Bow tie. Uh, somebody from the hotel ran up and down no, Hollywood. I was looking too. I was you looking, too? Yeah, yeah. No, just around the, near the hotel. This is the plaintiff, Brandon Tolbert. He says he purchased a tent from the defendant's yard sale. And when he got it home and set it up, he discovered it leaked like a sieve. The defendant sold him a damaged tent. She knew it was damaged, and he wants a refund of the $70 he paid. This is the defendant, Ada. She says the plaintiff set up the tent in a 60-mile-an-hour rainstorm and complained he thought it leaked. Well, the tent has screen windows in it. It's not an army tent, so of course some water got in. Oh, I'm a refund? No way. She's accused of being all wet. All parties, please get your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff claims the tent that he bought from the defendant leaks, and she knew it. But the defendant says that the guy set the tent up in a mini hurricane, and the thing has screen windows, so of course it got wet inside. It's the case of unloading a leaker. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Tolbert, uh, you purchased a tent from Ms. Ada. How was it that you saw it advertised? Um, good evening, Your Honor. Um, I've seen it advertised uh, via a, a sign in on her front lawn. Um, you know, I rode my bike to work in November. It was pretty decent temperatures outside, so I rolled past. I've seen it. A couple days later, I gave her a call to see if I can pick it up. Um, you know, she and she, what kind of know, tent was this? To sell it. This is a two dome, a, a two room dome tent. Fits about nine or twelve people. What does that mean? Um, it was like a dome shape. And it had like a split in okay. the middle inside where you can zip it up and separate the two rooms. And then the, oh, the cool. top was, right. um, yeah, it was, it was a really nice, really nice tent. Um, the top was, you know, uh, screen with a, um, with a fly over it. Came with the fly. The fly is supposed to, I guess, I guess supposed to protect it from rain coming down. Um, so um, when I bought the tent, November 13th, um, I took it home. I actually, on that day, I, it was kind of drizzling outside, so I asked Miss Ada if I could, you know, set the tent up just to see if it, all of the parts were there, if, if it functioned properly. She advised me not to put it up because it was raining, right? Um, okay, so why didn't you just come you back know? the next day when it wasn't raining and put it up? Because I already had bought it, and when I took it home, I couldn't. I mean, I put it up. No, I know that's kind. Of, that's my point. Hold on, that's oh. actually exactly my <laughs> point, because you're buying something, you know, that's used. And by the way, how much did you pay for this thing? I just paid seventy dollars for the tent. Okay, and so I, I guess what I'm asking is, if I were buying a tent and I wanted to make sure, you know, that it was going to serve my purposes, I would pitch the tent. Uh, which you'd never see me doing, but I would pitch the tent on her front lawn. And if I can't do it, according to you, she told you, no, don't do it. It's raining. By the way, I, I presume you have a different story on that, Ms. Ada. You didn't deprive him of a chance to test it? No, I told him he could put it up on my porch because it was raining or he could come back another day. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So she tells you it's raining, don't pitch a tent, and you're upset because the tent isn't uh, keeping out the rain. What is it you do after you've given her the money? That's when you open it up at your own home, right? When did you do that? I take, yeah, I, I take it home. I don't pitch. I pitch it. I pitch it maybe a day, two days later. It's not raining anymore. Like I can't really gauge it because it's not raining. So about a week later, it starts to rain. You know, I'm riding my bike from work. I get home. I leave it up. I leave it up for about a week. Um, no water in it the whole week. Uh, when I get home, it is raining. I look inside. It's puddles of water just everywhere. Um, luckily, I didn't have any personal items inside, um, like valuable items inside. Um, well, they would have got wet because they were like actually like puddles where I can put my hand in and just you know just make waves. Okay, were you sl- and, were you sleeping in the tent or you were testing it out? No, I was just testing it out. You know, it was during pandemic. Okay, you know, we got had, it. Me and my wife had children at home, so. I thought it was a little getaway, you know, for us and our little baggage. So, yeah, you got sick of the kids. And I love it. You got sick of the kids, so you got a getaway, or maybe yeah. you're your wife. And you got a getaway right. in your backyard so you can have some privacy. Right. Why didn't I think of right. that? That is brilliant. So did you have stuff in there, or you didn't have stuff in there? I just I just had a couple of chairs. It wasn't nothing that could be damaged. Chairs, pillows, things like okay. that. Okay. You, now, you took some video. Let me, I, I want to play some of this video. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, it's just a lot of puddles everywhere. And then, I, but as you, if you can see the top of the tent when it goes to the end of the video, it's like rain just, it, like, um, coming down inside. You can see it with the light the shining. Puddles. This is a puddle here. And there's no, like, 60-mile-per-hour okay. wind there. Like, it's nothing. Well. The question is, what was the weather during that time? The question is not if when you took the video, the weather was bad. So I could not just look at that. Mm-hmm. What's your, Ms. Ada, let me hear from you. What is your position on this? Um, there was nothing wrong with the tent, Your Honor, at all. Um, I did offer Mr. Brandon half of the money back. I thought that that was well, you know, good because I felt bad because of he left it up in a storm. Um, and also, he had called me multiple times to come pick up the tent, and he never came to pick it up until it was raining. So he could have came a different time. He also could have put it up on my porch, and I asked him if he was going to check it out on my porch. He would have to close it up. That would be the only stipulation, that I wasn't going to fold it up. But like I said, I did offer him half of the money back, and... I, my boyfriend was here when he came to look at it because I wasn't going to have somebody strange coming to my home looking at something alone. You never know. He was there and witnessed with me telling him that he could put it up on the porch. Is your boyfriend here to testify? He's in another room, but he was not That's supposed right. to be here. He was supposed to be plowing, you know, snow, but it didn't <laughs> snow, so... <laughs> What do you mean supposed to be? He's going to get in trouble with his boss? Or what, what is it you mean by that? No, it's no, because it's in snow. So he's here. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't expected him not to be. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's fine. Yes. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, and according, hold on one second, Mr. Tolbert. Ms. Ada, uh, why are you saying to him, I see in the text where you tell him who puts a tent up in these winds. How was the weather when he, when he was testing the tent? Well, we 
we had a tornado watch. He had the tent up, he said, after he bought it, which might have been the 15th of November. We had a tornado watch on the 29th and severe winds. We had rain and hail. When does he start texting you? He started texting me on the 29th that it was that it had a little condensation in it. Well, of course it's going to have a condensation in there. It's not a army tent. It's not a tent that you go mount, you know, to the summit of the mountain, top of the mountain. It's a regular yeah, I get normal that. He's also dorm tent. I imagine and this is why he he sent me this picture. You know, it says Eddie Bauer weather band. Stay dry with weather band protection. Water, sun, rain protection. So he's kind of expecting that, you know, he'll be protected. Show me, explain to me this picture, Mr. Tolbert. Um, those are like the seams that keep the tent. That's in, that's the fly that goes over top the tent over the uh -huh. screen. So on some days, if it's not raining, you can take that fly off and you can have, you know, full wind blowing in or whatever you want. Not rain though. So I'll put that, that was on top of the tent during when it was raining. Um, the next morning, I took it off just to show her that the reason it was leaking, even with the condensation, I forgot to mention about the condensation a couple days before that, is because the seams were so old and rotted that they weren't, wasn't holding water out. Here's a problem, Mr. Tolbert. Um, you didn't buy it from, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods. You bought a used tent from right. Mazeda. And we have certain laws that apply to you know, private party to private party used stuff transactions. And that is that, mm. that unless there's a specific warranty made by the, the seller, then it's buyer beware. That's why you got to mm -hmm. test this stuff out beforehand. You should have taken her offer of 35 bucks and you'd have a two. Frankly, I think the thing paid for its weight in gold, but for you to have a place to escape. Um, you know, I, I'd have made it a she shed. I, I, I like, I, I, I can't believe you got away with getting out there and getting away. So, so, yeah. but the bottom line is this, I don't care whether you paid 70 or, you know, 7,000. If you're buying something that's used from someone, then you need to know what you're getting into beforehand. You need to try it out. You need to test it out because once you leave, no one has any idea what you may have done to it and you have no protection. So if you if it's inopportune to test it because it's raining or whatever else, then what you do, which lots of litigants have done before, is you have take a pen and a piece of paper and you say to her, I'm gonna buy it, but I need to try it out for a week. And she'll say, sure, no problem. I'll, I, and she signs something saying, I'll let you return it within a week if you're unhappy. Or she says, get on your way. I'm not doing that. Because the whole concept behind as is, is one and done. You pay the money, you are gone. We don't want litigation over and over and over in the realm of buying and selling used goods because it would, it would just be crazy. So unfortunately Understood. for you, yeah, uh, she does not have to return your $70 and my verdict is for Ms. Ada. Good luck to both of you. Thank you. So the defendant prevails in this case. Mr. Tolbert, let me ask you a question. Obviously, it didn't work for you when it was raining, but you've had the tent for a while. Did you ever get to use it with your wife when the sun was shining and it was nice weather outside? No, uh, yeah, I did. It was, it was a nice tent, you know. Um, I got some use out of it. Um, you know, it's trash now. It's useless. I just felt like, you know, Miss Ada knew it was not 
it wouldn't held hold up to rain like it said on the paper on the uh, advertisement um you know um you know she was just being very nasty and rude during our conversations with me trying to fix the problem um and i just think she smelled the sucker coming you know i'm not really an outdoors person and um you know i really didn't know what i was getting into with this whole tent thing but now i know you know there's not so many good people out there well, I understand. Well, I'm sorry for you. That's a shame it worked out that way, indeed. So let me talk to you, Ada. Uh, you you know, I think the plaintiff filed the lawsuit primarily because he was really upset with the way you talked to him and uh, thought you were kind of nasty to him. How about that? Well, I don't know what he's speaking about. I just kept talking to him about the winds. Who puts a tent up in 60-mile-an-hour winds when a storm going on? So I guess maybe... He thought that was nasty, but that was the truth. And I offered him half the money back because I felt bad yeah. for him. But yeah, I guess, I guess he should have taken your offer and taken the money back, quite frankly, now that it's all. Yeah, I did. But anyway, he yeah. he had his day in court and it and it didn't work out for him. All right. Thank you very much, Ms. Ada. Appreciate it. All right, Harvey, what do you think about this case? So the plaintiff ended up with goose eggs. There's a reason for this. This was an as-is sale, as are most private sales, unless there's some kind of a warranty. In a situation like this, there were no representations made. There is no warranty. So the bottom line, I'm sure you've heard this maxim in the law because it exists. Buyer, beware. Hey, John, what's the worst chore you do around the house? Question from Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Lucy. My worst chore... Um, Right now, I am the managing director of the Canine Feces Relocation Program. Okay? So I have to go out and get it uh, every day and take care of it and get it out of there. I handle uh, bugs, spiders, lizards that get in the house. I relocate those. I try to catch and release the lizards and the spiders. Other bugs, I just stomp on them most of the time. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think about the division of labor in our household. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm waiting for you to get to that. topic, and I don't is really it? like to get into it too <laughs> Why? Much. Why not? Because Why don't you like to like, get into well, it? Well, with apologies to, I think it was James Madison who was describing the relation of powers between the federal government and the states said that the states have indefinite and numerous powers and the federal governments are few and defined. Well, mine are few and defined. Yes, and, <laughs> and mine are, are unlimited. Yours are pretty unlimited. You yeah. do a lot of stuff. And that's a problem for me because it sets this bar. I'm, I'm in this, stuck in this house with this dynamo <laughs> who is constantly trying to achieve this, achieve that. I appreciate, boom, boom, you, boom, boom, boom. I appreciate you calling me a dynamo as opposed to saying, will you just, just sit down and relax? Because that's uh, I usually do, I, try what... to, I do try to get you to sit down and relax every now and then. That's true. But, you know, honestly... Marilyn, you are a woman who doesn't mind getting her hands dirty and rolling up her sleeves and going to work. And there is really no task around here that you won't just jump into. Fix Whether the it's, dishwasher. Yeah, you did fix the <laughs> Very dishwasher. Very proud of fixing the dishwasher. The oven, <laughs> just like the crappy jobs that people think of, they're like, oh, I really don't want to do that. You just jump into them. I'll get out, I'll get out of bed. It's, it's 7.30 in the morning. I'm bleary-eyed walking into the kitchen, and you're, re you're cleaning out both... You know, it's not both a good sides thing. of the it's taking everything out of the refrigerator and, and and sanitizing the refrigerator and I don't know what else. I just sit there drinking my coffee going, really? That's gonna do it for this session of the People's Court. We want to see you tomorrow, so tune in and we will see you then.